Kendall. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to Smitten. <laughs> a podcast about love stories in all shapes and sizes. Hi. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I opened my screen door today because it was really stuffy in my house uh-huh. so i let the breeze in Ugh, it felt so nice to just like have fresh air and it's sunny out it's been rainy here and kind of cold oh, no. so i haven't really i know i haven't really been able to do that <laughs> but you know it, it was nice. raining here yesterday so maybe it'll be sunny free tomorrow is that it's, like the way down. the weather goes i don't know I but so. really I think that's the weather pattern. It starts up here and goes down there. Yeah. Kendall, the meteorologist. Little did you know. <laughs> um, do you have any updates? What's new? I should have thought of this beforehand. I don't. I don't have any. Yeah. I've spring just spring break. I'm on spring break. That's it. Living life. Living life. I've been sleeping mm-hmm. a lot. Good. Which has been nice. As you should. As I should. <laughs> Me too. As I shouldn't. My one update is that I totally had to gut my bathroom and I didn't even send you a Snapchat and I'm what? about it. Yeah. I didn't even take a video or anything. I should have. I'm so Wait, what happened? Stupid. <laughs> no, um, so when I first moved in, uh or before I moved in, I guess, and I got the inspection, the inspector noticed there was moisture on his moisture reader around the toilet. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I needed a contractor to come and fix it. Uh-huh. And to fix it they had to take off the floor dry it all out because it had leaked all under the entire floor dry out the floor and then put new floor in so i got to go pick out new flooring which was fun i thought they were gonna do that before you moved in they were supposed to but then um they were dummies but they gave me like cash to pay for it okay good which it was a little bit more than what they gave me but that's okay i don't know whatever at least they gave me something that would yeah and you gotta pick out floors that's fun you can't really tell the difference. The floor color and style is pretty similar to what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell the difference. <laughs> but, and it feels like a lot more quality. Good. Um, so, I was out of a bathroom for, I mean, I have two bathrooms. So, think. Which one was it? The main one. And is the, that the one where the cats have been staying? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, I had to move all their stuff to the second one, which I was kind of nervous about because I'm like, you know, what if they don't know where their litter box is? But yeah. I literally moved their litter box and they went, both went in right away. So I was like, okay. I mean, as long as one of them does, then mm-hmm. the other one will, you know, get yeah. with it. So they were totally fine. Good. And yeah. I um, I can't believe you didn't send me a picture. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't. I know. It was it was all really busy because yeah. um, it was happening during my work day and mm. I had to like I had to take a few calls in the garage because they were so loud. And then the second day they were here, I just went to my parents and worked there because I was mm-hmm. just like, I can't work here. Yeah. Because my I don't have like upstairs, you know, so I can't like escape from the noise. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, my whole vanity, like my whole um, sinks and cabinets, mm-hmm. that was in my my bedroom. Oh, so perfect. I'm sorry I didn't take a picture. No, I'm I'll, trying to. I also don't know which bathroom is which. Like, I've seen it's both bathrooms, but... It has the darker okay. colored cabinets and two okay. sinks. The other one's just one. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. exciting. Exciting. Now you get the floors you want Homeowner and stuff. don't have a leaky toilet. Yeah. <laughs> leaky toilet. Yeah. Um. 
I wonder if I have anything. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess I can say this now. So I have added a new segment to our podcast. <gasps> what? I'm taking the reins. Okay. I have a cat fact. Yes. Okay. What is it? <laughs> okay. So like I mentioned last week, I've been obsessed and my favorite pastime is looking up like cat psychology and why do cats do things? Yeah. So I thought I could just make it a segment. <laughs> Kendall's cat facts. Yes. Um, so my question that I was pondering at some point this week while I was falling asleep is why do cats sleep at the end of the bed? Because that's Good like question. a universal thing. You know, like, why do they do that? Yeah. So there are a few reasons. One, they, it is the closest area to the room's exit. So they can like flee. At a <laughs> they're ready notice. to go. <laughs> they are. They are. And because they're, they're not, they're asleep. So they're going to be more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So they need to be like positioned in the best way possible that being said they like to be able to survey the room and that is a good spot to see all angles of the room Aww. also you're not in the way as much because normally when you're <laughs> sleeping you move your arms like adjusting your pillow and stuff so your feet don't normally move as much so uh -huh. they're like okay i'll be not disturbed down here <laughs> and the one that made the most sense to me is humans carry all their heat well i guess animals too like in the middle the midsection and you know above i guess uh -huh. so they don't want to overheat if they were like right next to you they would get too hot so they go to the bottom wow i i feel like i've thought about the first parts of that but the not moving and the heat thing that's really interesting see i was the opposite i was like oh, oh i didn't even think they i think that cats are just safe they would think like, okay, we're fine. We're in the house. But. Maybe it's because kitty's, you know, usually on red alert. Yeah. My old cat um, yeah. didn't sleep at the foot of the bed. He'd sleep I, like cuddled up next to me. Interesting. So, I was going to ask, does kitty sleep on the on your feet or does she not sleep on the well, bed? Well, actually, she sleeps at Zane's feet, which I find very annoying because I'm the one yeah. who takes care of her. You know, <laughs> Bella did the exact same thing. She would only sleep next to my dad only sit on my dad's lap you know like that was it so interesting yeah my my girls um they they actually sleep <laughs> i'm turning into a cat lady you're that like, you're that ready lady to yeah. more. um but they sleep next to me oh. like like one is horizontal by my like upper half and the other mm -hmm. is horizontal by my legs <laughs> they're just in a line <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, they move around and stuff, but that's normally, like, how I wake up is them just, like, next Aww. to me. And, okay, last cat thing, I swear. Um, Emerald is obviously the snobby one, and she, every morning, wakes me up, and I know she knows, she does this because it wakes me up. She goes, creeps up, and then scratches the hell out of my uh, headboard because it's kind of like, oh, no, um, almost linen. Hmm. And oh, I get so mad at her. And then she climbs up on top of my headboard and just like paces with her claws. And I'm just like, I'm all <laughs> it's 530. It's not breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. it's funny that you say that. It, this is full on cat podcast, whatever. Yeah, um, Kitty, who usually like in the past hasn't really woken me up in the middle of the night at all she's been waking me up at 6 a.m on the dot every single day yeah i'm on spring break i would like to sleep in <laughs> and yeah. she's like she's just getting into things you yeah. know and she just wants to play and i'm like a you're Kitty. five thousand years old b i'm not giving you breakfast i'm sorry you're just gonna yeah. have to wait 
And so literally what I've been doing, I have her little stick, you know, and I, mm-hmm. um, I basically like lay down and I'm just holding it pretty much in my sleep off the bed. And so she's just playing with it while there I'm holding go. it and still just, sleeping. Just like tape it so. to your arm. <laughs> <laughs> it does the job. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay, last comment, I swear. <laughs> no, but when it's funny you said like 6 a.m. on the dot because when it gets to be like 4, 4.30, every single time I get up, they run from wherever they are and they're like, dinner time, dinner time. And I'm like, no, bitch. Oh, in the afternoon. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, in the morning, they're, you know, they know they're going to get fed. But yeah, when it gets to be 4.30, they, every time I get up, even if they're in the like other side of the house, they like start running. And I'm like, come Aww. down. It's not Calm down. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Cat facts done. So, um, it's episode thirty-seven. Quarantine love. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. A year in. Ugh. <laughs> Honestly, if I think about it too much, it really makes me anxious. So, love facts. Um. So, I have no idea what you're doing for Love Facts or your story. You've been teasing me. Um, I have a cat here. You've been teasing me the last hour. So, yes. my Love Facts are just kind of random. But okay. first, um, I want to talk about perhaps one of the best parts of 2020, which was the Match.com commercial. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Maybe. So I feel like I feel like I saw this just over and over again, maybe on Hulu on one of the streaming. Oh. It, it was probably Hulu. Um, but this ad is also about quarantine love. So it is perfect for this episode. Can I watch it? Yeah. So I have um, the commercial on our. Why don't you watch Wait, it? I have go. it on our website as a video like embedded so you can watch it and then I will talk to you a little bit about it wait can I just say the they're in the commercial they're meeting for the first time whenever I think about people meeting on online in person for the first time that initial meeting gives me the most anxiety like keeps me up at night to think about two people that are strangers but have talked meeting does that not just make you cringe but haven't you had those meetings yeah and it's scary I never had a meeting like that it's just it so awkward because you just you don't know like you're supposed to laugh or you're supposed to, like i hate it and you kind of like, you like know each other but not yeah. actually Ooh. yeah it makes me cringe more than anything <laughs> in the whole world okay sorry okay that's funny um okay yeah so there's longer and shorter versions of the commercial but the basic premise is this so taylor swift's love story is playing in the background and a woman named 2020 is swiping on Match.com, and she ends up matching with Satan. So they meet <laughs> in an awkward meeting, and he's mm-hmm. like, are you 2020? And she's like, please, call me 2020. And then their date basically consists of all the things that most people weren't allowed to do in 2020, like going to the movies, in the gym, and they're mm-hmm. also seen st- stealing toilet paper from a public bathroom and standing in front of a little dumpster fire so here i the first time i saw this commercial i was like that is the most brilliant thing i've ever seen like it just kind of encapsulates you know everything we felt about 2020 and it Mm -hmm. um it premiered 
I don't think I have the date, but it premiered towards the end of 2020. So we were all just over it, you know? Yeah. But basically, it was produced by Ryan Reynolds and his production company, Maximum Effort. So when he tweeted the ad for the first time, Reynolds wrote, a match made in hell is still a at match, like adding match.com. Latest work from Maximum Effort, hashtag 2020 love story. And of the ad, Reynolds told the Today Show, Match is responsible for bringing millions of people together. And even in this dumpster fire of a year, people somehow found love on Match. We just imagined what a 2020 match would look like. And this video was a natural, slightly warped result. And um, Taylor Swift also collaborated on the commercial. And it's important because it's actually the first time that one of her re-recorded old songs is premiered to the public um because she's like re-recording her first six albums or whatever from like the drama with scooter braun i I don't know Mm -hmm. that much about taylor Mm -hmm. Swift, but Mm -hmm. um so yeah if you haven't already seen it you should go watch it it's i think the perfect way to start out our quarantine love episode (laughs) yeah yeah wow that's perfect quarantine love it's it's very deadpool vibes have you seen deadpool no okay Ryan Reynolds is dead for. So Okay. It all makes sense. Um I have a random fact that I just that has nothing to do with love, but I wanted to share because I learned it and I wonder if you've heard it too. But I was on TikTok, of course. (laughs) It's where my my sole source of facts. Um and they were talking about how a vaccination card wouldn't be recognized to travel internationally. Mm. Did you see this too? I saw one, but I don't think I watched the whole thing. Well, and then they were saying that in order to travel internationally in the future, you'll have to have a separate vaccination passport. Oh. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Irrelevant, but... That's weird. Right? That's like your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Like when uh, we took my cat, when we moved to Vancouver, I had to, um, in in Canada, I had to have vaccination records and stuff for him i feel like it's it that exists at least maybe if you go places and then come back to the u.s you have to have certain mm. like in africa i believe i don't know yeah like for uh, for certain things yeah native to america anyways um okay so my first love fact is the effects of COVID on relationships and I only want to touch on this briefly because it's a negative spin about things and we all know there's been enough negative talk about COVID so okay um and this hits home for me I'll tell you in a second so first a lot of coping mechanisms are taken away so hanging out with friends shopping at the mall exercising are not available to people to relieve stress or in my scenario going through a breakup in covid i had limited access to do things also i was only like 14 days um post covid so yeah yeah i was like (laughs) going through it i went to my parents and i had to be like locked in my room like that was sad so i relate Mm. to that like all i wanted to do was like go get drunk at a bar you know and i can't yeah well now i can thank god (laughs) go get vaccinated if you can um but outside of that, there's also this huge change in relationship roles. So hmm. one partner could suddenly have to become the primary caregiver or another being the sole breadwinner um, since the other one was laid off. So there's like so m- so much at play and at stake here that could cause um, a lot of strain and stress 
on already strenuous and stressful relationships yeah so if you're going through it keep going through it (laughs) because there's nothing else to do (laughs) and there's lots of other people going through it yeah hopefully fewer people going through it now hopefully things are getting better for people but hopefully yeah i'm sure it's been a really trying year for a lot of relationships so this is kind of random but i saw it just randomly as i was um doing my research and i had to include it as a throwback to the episode where we talked about romance scams Okay. So apparently romance scams, which is when people pretend to want to be in a romantic relationship or pretend to be in a romantic relationship with someone to get money out of them, they romance scams increased 20% from 2019 to 2020. And this data is from the UK, but I'm sure that a similar thing happened in the US. Um, But in the UK, a total of of 68 million pounds was lost to romance scams in 2020 yeah so pauline smith head of the uk's action fraud says the national lockdowns and other restrictions on our social lives implemented because of the coronavirus outbreak have meant more people have been seeking companionship online and this has undoubtedly affected the number of reports we have seen so make sure you're checking up on your loved ones especially the less tech savvy ones who might be extra lonely during lockdown and make sure they're not getting scammed because don't ever give anyone money period ever Ever. under no circumstances (laughs) under no circumstances should you ever give anyone money your family no government no children no no (laughs) government especially no speaking of which i haven't done my taxes yet me neither i haven't done a lot of things yeah i still haven't got my car fixed from when i got rear-ended did you get your stimulus check no really no i don't know why i haven't gotten any of them well my next two facts are totally pirated from an idea you gave me perfect i looked up the 1918 flu compared to this yeah one. no good i'm glad you did because i yeah have too and much was, already so there was actually some interesting facts hmm. so in 1918 there was a similar pandemic it lasted two years from 1918 to 1920 Jeez. there were 50 million deaths worldwide 676,000 in the United States and I think we're basically there if not there I I think the last yeah it was like 570 deaths anyways wow so like disgusting if you think about this being 100 years ago and we modern medicine well obviously it's not medicine's fault um anyways not not the point so um even before the flu in 1918, kissing was seen as taboo in the early 1900s. But some like city in general or in public. In public okay, I mean, no one's gonna <laughs> come to your home and be like, "Stop kissing." You know? <laughs> um, but some cities established kissing bans wow. to curb the spread of the virus, and this was right in the midst of World War One. So sad that they couldn't even hug or kiss soldiers coming home from like war um but they might be bringing they might have been bringing the virus with them so i thought that was interesting that's really interesting like gone to that level i guess now but yeah i guess it's implied that you shouldn't kiss people (laughs) yeah i mean that i think comes up in 
um a lot of the covid stories i was reading or like relationship stories where you have to you know figure out um it's like another element of consent whether you want to take off your masks with each other or like you know interesting yeah okay um so my next two love facts are from um a study by eHarmony and something called relate i don't know what it is but um, they basically investigated how COVID has impacted relationships. And I think this might have been done in the UK, but I don't know. And I didn't check. So, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so in April 2020, um, eHarmony subscribers increased by 50%. Wow. Which is crazy. And they've stayed at about those levels since, in part because eHarmony... Um, added a new video date feature so there's a lot of stats here so that's why i'm breaking it up into two parts but i'm going to end with the slightly happier ones so we'll get the sadder ones out of the way first um so about 17 percent of couples surveyed reported that quarantine made them realize that their relationship is over yep which is really sad based on things that we talked about earlier and um common tensions like children finances Different opinions about lockdown rules, which I thought was really interesting. And also 7% of respondents discovered um, during lockdown that their partner was having an affair, which really sucks. (laughs) Where do you go? What do you do? Um, But for single people, not in any kind of romantic relationship, COVID restrictions have made lots of people obviously feel really, really lonely. Mm-hmm. And 35% of singles report that isolation has negatively affected their mental health, mm. which is probably true across the board, no yeah. matter what. Seriously. Um, but also 29% reported that lockdown helped them realize that they actually like being alone, hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And finally, 7% of respondents reported breaking lockdown rules to go have sex and 13% of singles have plans to hook up with people as soon as they can. And this is not unrelated, but I also read that a lot of people are, like, going back to their exes because they just, mm. like, want Easy. to have, like, yeah. a relationship Connection. or intimacy, intimacy with someone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, be careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, going back to 1918, um talking about single people at this time so rather than dating apps single people would look through newspapers <laughs> so i mean kind of the same thing you know and they'd reach out through whatever yeah <laughs> um, would pe- did you i don't know if you know this but would people like put their pictures in i there, think they or? would put like a personal ad huh like seeking blah 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 Wow, that'd be embarrassing though, because right? that's public. Well, it's, like, it's like a Tinder profile. Same thing. I know, but it's not like your grandma's going to be reading the Sunday paper and see your yeah. Tinder. That's true. Um, and then some of the other protocols that were put into place that I thought were interesting, um, avoiding crowds was suggested. Mm-hmm. Careless spitting, gross, disgusting. Sharing cups or handkerchief and kissing, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Some states and cities enforced quarantines, like closing businesses and gatherings in schools and all that stuff. Um, And this part I thought was super interesting. So movie theaters, obviously they wanted to close down because you wouldn't want to keep people um, in an 
inside environment, but movie theaters were used as a medium to broadcast important messages to wide groups of people. So this was one of the ways health departments could share the rules and regulations. So it was like this, um, what is the the word, like double-edged sword of needing to communicate with a large group of people, but also like spreading the virus. That's so interesting. Right? Yeah. What do you do? And you're right that there's about the same amount of deaths with when it was like that is just says a lot so frustrating and it's not modern medicine's fault right right people being selfish and (laughs) stupid stupid very stupid okay let's end the love facts on um some slightly higher notes yes so the eHarmony study um found a new phenomenon that people are now calling turbo relationships where people meet get together and experience milestones together like moving in or meeting the parents much faster than normal they found that 36 percent of couples feel that two months in isolation together is equivalent to two years of commitment which is wild what sorry i don't know um i mean so if you like if you just meet somebody and you decide to spend two months together and you're with them 24 7 i mean i don't know about two years but like i can see how that accelerates things i guess it's hard to say without being in the situation but um I don't know. I don't agree because I feel like you could still be in a honeymoon mm. like mindset and not mm-hmm. no, it's like different than knowing someone like time will only time will tell at the end of the day who the true like two months you can hold it together and put on a facade of being a perfect person. Even mm-hmm. if you're with that person all the time, you could still do it. But, you know, also um, like you don't see how they react to outside things and like i know it's stressful already but there are other kinds of stresses when life is normal that exactly you, know, you won't see how they yeah. cope with interesting yeah but um 28 of the people surveyed also reported having more sex 28 percent reported better communication and 18 percent reported <laughs> more opportunities to find new and shared interests so being in quarantine together also made 63% of people feel stronger in their relationships and 58% report knowing that they want to be together forever. So well, quarantine, in addition to making some couples break up, has also kind of affirmed people's um, affirmed people's like feelings of how strong their relationship is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for those <laughs> it's all over the board <laughs> i really want to tell you my story you're going first right yeah good so i won't have to wait are you ready i'm ready to yeah like <laughs> i was ready five hours ago uh, okay so i this is this story is very near and dear to my heart <laughs> what because it is the story of trisha paytas oh gosh <laughs> And Moses, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, Achman? I didn't know she was in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So I I was literally like laying in bed earlier today with a migraine and I was like, oh, you know, like, 
And my go-to comfort YouTuber is Trisha Paytas. Uh-huh. And so I was watching her and she was talking about how her and Moses like started, have only been dating during quarantine. And I was like, oh my gosh. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, so, I gotta, I'm looking at the picture. I'm looking at the pictures because I don't know who this is, but wait, is yeah. it the guy with the long hair? Yeah. Is that the same guy as the guy with the beanie? No. No, they're two different. People. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. I'm just very happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I don't know that so, much about her, so. Okay. There, this is like the most concise and compact story history of Trisha Paytas. And there is no, we could have a whole podcast, a whole like 40 episode podcast about her. <laughs> okay. And um, if by any chance she ever listens to this, you are my queen and I hope I don't offend you. <laughs> I really think you're awesome. So, <laughs> just have to put the the and like you say there's so much going on there obviously i'm gonna miss things and not include things but there's just there's a lot of actors players in this game so i've never seen this guy before so i'm curious i know this is gonna (laughs) be good okay so trisha paytas she is a 32 year old american media personality youtuber and singer She has had a lot of exposure in her earlier career on reality TV shows. So she was on um, Who Wants to Be a Superhero, which was by the guy. What? The Marvel guy. Whoever created Marvel. No clue. Um, He just died recently. Um, Stan? Stan Stan Lee? Lee? Yeah. Oh. He had this uh, reality show. Anyways. Really? She was also on Ellen. The Price is Right. She had a cameo in Modern Family. What? My Stranded Addiction. She was addicted to tanning. Um, she was in an Eminem music video, We Made You, um, portraying Jessica Simpson. She was in a, quite a few other music videos. So she's had like, you know, little little gigs here and there. That seems then, really random. Yeah, very random. And and she, you know, I'll, I'll, anyways. Okay. So she <laughs> uh, started YouTube, I think in 2012. Um, and she's one of the OGs, like Shane Dawson, um, Jenna Marbles era. Um, so she started off as a troll or someone who intentionally upsets people on the internet, wanting to get views and attention, making very controversial videos, like why she loves Mitt Romney, why, (laughs) you know, all these like super out there clickbait titles and comments and, and she'd have all this commentary, which at the time seemed legit, but she has since said almost 10 years later that you know it's just for attention and she Mm -hmm. was just trying to get shock value Mm -hmm. um then she created a separate channel in 2014 to create vlogs and mukbangs and everything so she's most known for crying on the kitchen floor talking about you know breakups or drama or anything like that mukbangs she obviously didn't create it but she kind of popularized it um, and then also popping off on problematic people and kind of not necessarily inserting herself in a drama, but <laughs> at least making her opinion known to the, the mass audience. So for her love life, she dated an American dancer, Sean Vanderwilt, for two years. Um, she also dated, like when she was younger, the, have you seen Breakfast at, uh, Breakfast Club? Yeah. You know, the redhead guy? yeah anthony like Michael the nerd Hall. yeah she, she did, did him yeah 
Uh, as he was older than she yeah. was. Yeah. Anyways, and then she, so she did. Wait, so he, wait, was he quite a bit older than her then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was like 40 something and she was 20 something. So huh. He was a bad person to her, I think. Um, then she dated Jason Nash, who is also I knew about as, that. Like, the older guy from the squad that will remain unnamed because <laughs> we don't support that. Um, and throughout those last two relationships that were pretty public, she was also going through a lot of mental health issues. Mm. Um, and she has dealt with them in a seeing therapy, but a lot of people, you know, since she made reactionary videos have a negative connotation of her. Hmm. But now, um, okay, I have to pivot to this other group called H3H3, which I think I've mentioned to you before. But that's I don't, the, okay, you I you keep saying that, but I don't actually know what it is. Yeah. Is that the podcast name or is that? It's, it's their name. They're, it's like their collective group name. Okay. It's like, um, I'll just refer to them as Etha and Ela Klein, but okay. collectively but they're H3H3. Okay. What does the H stand for? Um, I think it's just because there's, I don't know. Someone explained it to me once, but <laughs> it doesn't really matter. There, It's either H3, H3 or Ethan and Hila. That's okay. just like what they are. And there's a picture of them. He's the one with the beanie and gotcha. she's the one next to him. So um, Ethan was born in California. Hila was born in Israel. And Ethan went on his birthright trip to israel because he's jewish and met Ela in a museum and in a museum yeah <laughs> and kind of the rest she was a um so everyone in israel has to join the army right and so she was in the army and yeah that's how they met and then huh. she came over and visited him in america and then stayed so Aww. they have been on youtube since 2011 Dang. they are pretty well known um they're known for uploading critiques, reaction videos, where they, like, show a source video and add their commentary. They've had pretty famous people on their show slash podcast, like, Post Malone. They were good friends with him. Um, really? Yeah, just, like, but like that's the only one I can think of. But, <laughs> you know, more, more um, I don't know, A-list, B-list yeah. celebrities. Um, and they are definitely also not exempt from scandals. They had a, another YouTuber sue them for fair trade use of one of the videos but they won oh um they also supported pewdiepie when he was going through a lot of his controversial stuff so that was like "Mm, why are you doing that yeah um so i mean if you've been around long enough you're gonna get stuck in some stuff right yeah so they independently ethan Ela, and trisha have large followings so in 2019 this is where the paths cross Ethan posted a video called Instagram versus reality where he called out influencers that posted over edited videos compared to what they actually look like. Do you mean Um, pictures? Yeah. Okay. Or like like, um, a picture of them that they posted on their personal Instagram versus like a picture that the paparazzi or someone has. Gotcha. Um, Trisha was included in that video. (laughs) And called her the spokesperson of this. Like, she was the queen of of over-editing and, like, catfishing, you know? Mm -hmm. And this triggered her a lot and brought out the beef, basically. So, they had a huge fight over the internet. Like, went back and forth, calling each other out, being, like, ripping each other to shreds, honestly. It was, like, bad. Um, But then Trisha 
came onto the podcast. They hashed it all out and came to a mutual understanding. Wow. So through this conversation, Ethan proposes that they set her up with some eligible bachelors <laughs> on a bachelorette style podcast. And this is a lot of backstory, but it's relevant to the the love story. So. No, I think you're like very concisely explaining all of this. It's a long timeline. Yeah. So um, Trisha is down with it. They find some guys, um, but Trisha wasn't really into any of them. And right there, it was like a multiple part series. So right after like the second part, as soon as they were going to actually start the real Bachelorette, the lockdown for COVID happened. Oh. So they had to put everything on hold. So, Ela's brother, a.k.a. Ethan's wife. Ethan's wife's brother. Yeah. So, Ela's brother is Uh Moses. Oh. And Moses says he'll join in to the bachelorette as a joke oh and this is real <laughs> their relationship starts so quick backstory on moses he is from israel like his sister he is an artist who's focused on kinetic art bio oh. art and liquid slash motion photography so he's super interested in water hmm. and I, I, that's all i know about that <laughs> okay. um so in march march 22nd of 2020 trisha posts a photo with moses saying that they're social distancing together Ela hmm. replies and says stop this right now with a vomiting emoji <laughs> a few days later trisha posts again thanking h3 and that she won the bachelorette continues to post oh I, i'm just reading my <laughs> I'm just reading my shorthand. <laughs> uh, so she continues to post, tagging H3, saying that we're family now, etc. Also, one small comment that Trisha has, um, she she posts a lot about Judaism and wanting to mm. convert, but a note that Moses does not practice Judaism, even though he is Jewish, mm. uh, but she kind of um fantasizes about it i don't know anyways Mm. we'll leave it at that okay (laughs) so trisha is now dating Ela's brother and ethan and trisha decide to start a podcast titled frenemies oh this started six months ago and they the first few episodes were focused on how trisha is now dating Ela's brother and like you know, how they think it's not real and she's just doing it to get back at them for, you know, the beef that they had and all this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, three months into the episode, on episode 13, there's a huge blow up that happens on the podcast. Like, real fight. Terrible. <gasps> they, um, Trisha brought up Ela and Moses's family as kind of like a, a dig, but she wasn't aware that that was like off boundaries so she like flipped out anyways but the funny in quotation marks part was before things got into a huge fight they sent moses to go order the pizza and then when he got back with the pizza he like walks in and (laughs) it's on video you know and they're ever they're like she's literally screaming like swear words at and he's just like (laughs) standing there with the pizza (laughs) so poor moses um but they they worked through it. Trisha, Ethan, everyone worked through it, and they are as 
strong and as popular as ever that um whole podcast is like huge they wait so when i see okay i i don't watch trisha i don't know yeah you know so but i keep seeing them on my tiktok which is how we know that tiktok is for sure listening to us because it's not like i'm googling them or anything and i see them all the time on my for you page so somehow it hears you through this (laughs) (laughs) but is that is that what i'm seeing or is that h3 no that's frenemies okay it's it's like um under the umbrella of h3 still okay um so they're very um popular this past week because they deep dove into david dobrik and kind of like cracked that whole case open oh so they're responsible for like giving it a platform to take him down basically (gasps) oh so yeah um so back to trisha and moses 277 days after posting their first selfie together (laughs) the couple announced on christmas day that they're engaged what so you can see the last photo is their engagement photos so trisha also likes to like cosplay a lot Uh uh-huh and so she's dressed up as um jasmine and he's aladdin okay (laughs) is that is that like a like a fake backdrop or are they actually somewhere i guess there's some like sand dunes in california okay that makes sense (laughs) um so they got engaged and then they purchased a huge mansion in los angeles and have plans to get married in both maui and israel dang and if you like watch trisha it she's very um outspoken obviously like i mentioned and you know boisterous and loud and doesn't hide her opinions and moses is just like this quiet (laughs) nice man who you can just tell they're like so in love and i just love their relationship and she was just talking the other day like I mentioned earlier about how they've only known each other in quarantine and like they haven't gotten to experience relationships out of quarantine. Yeah. um, I thought that was interesting that they, you know, you don't get that whole other aspect over the relationship. So anyways, that's the story of Trisha and Moses. When are they getting married? She said, um, after quarantine's over Hmm. or COVID's over. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Who knows? (laughs) 2025. (laughs) that is really interesting and i love that it started out on a podcast it's so funny i know a podcast the bachelor (laughs) yeah i really just love trisha paytas what can i say yeah (laughs) oh well he kind of looks like jesus so yeah that's the thing i think they like dressed him up as jesus but he definitely has the hair going on yeah he's got nice hair for sure. <laughs> okay, are you ready to hear my story? Yes, I am. Can you not see the picture? No, I can. There's a helicopter. I don't know why it always gets messed up for me. Okay. So, I have another TikTok quarantine story because apparently um, when you have a good quarantine love story, you have to post it on TikTok. I don't know, but um this was a really popular one so you've probably seen some of it at least i know i've seen i think the very first part um but i'll I'll get to that okay so jeremy cohen or at jeremy cohen on tiktok is a freelance photographer in brooklyn 
He posted a TikTok on March 22nd, 2020, showing a woman on a nearby roof dancing. And Jeremy nicknamed her Quarantine Cutie. And he went outside and he waved to her. She, the girl, later told, um, or I guess the woman, later told Time Magazine, I really like meeting new people, so if someone's going to wave to me, I'll gladly wave back. I'm not going to ignore it. And Jeremy later told Time, I felt this weird connection with her, to be honest. So, Jeremy had basically started a photography project uh, when quarantine started, where he would document people hanging out on their roofs, which is how he noticed her. One of his pictures of another person, a man who was playing a bass on the roof of his building, made the cover of New York Mag. Wow. Yeah. Um, so basically after he waved to her, he then <laughs> grabbed a pen, tape, and paper, and he wrote down his phone number on the paper, and he taped it to his drone, and he flew his drone oh. over to her roof. <laughs> I did see this. Yeah. Um, so he told Time that he and a friend had, like, imagined how cool it would be to send somebody your phone number over or through a drone. Um, so they thought this, or he thought this was the perfect opportunity. In the talk, in the TikTok, he says, flirting is normally daunting for me, but since I've been in my apartment for a week now, I was craving some social interaction. 2020 has been off to a terrible start, but I still need to shoot my shot. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently shooting his shot worked because she texted him an hour later saying, hi, it's the girl from the roof. And it turned out that her name was actually Tori Signorella. So when he posted um, the video to Twitter, he said, I can't believe this actually worked. And yes, this is a real story. In part two, Jeremy explains that he asked Tori out to dinner, But she was like, how are we going to do it? Because it's lockdown. So Jeremy coordinated with Tori's roommate in secret to basically have her roommate set up a table on the roof where she had been dancing. And Mm. um, so the roommate set up the table and dinner there. And then Jeremy was on his balcony eating dinner. Um, And they FaceTimed each other and basically had a date. Then in... I know. Then in part three, Jeremy wanted to see her, but he didn't want to break social distancing guidelines. So he did what anyone on TikTok wanting attention would do. And he bought a big plastic bubble. So he zipped himself and a bouquet of flowers inside this bubble. And he rolled himself in the bubble all the way to her apartment. And he texted her, like, hey, come outside. And um, when she saw him in the bubble, she burst out laughing. And it turns out that the flowers that Jeremy bought weren't so effective after all um, because he was stuck inside the bubble with the flowers so she couldn't actually get them. (laughs) But regardless, they went on a walk together, bubble and all. Oh, my gosh. I know. And they actually got pulled over by the police who recognized them from the news because their quarantine love story had recently, like, gone viral. Wow. And um, it was on the news. Wait, can I just say, can you imagine the pressure, like, to keep the relationship up? Like, what if you actually didn't like him? Yeah. You still have to because now everyone and their mother knows about it. It's kind of like, um, like a public proposal kind of thing. Yeah. I hate that. But... 
I mean, almost on a like crazy scale. Like you're the girl who turns down the guy who makes the TikTok, which I will say in a minute gets over 37 million views. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? no, No way to say no. Yeah. But, um, thankfully, at least at this point, she likes him good we'll get on to you know what's happening now i don't know what's happening now and that's what we will get to (laughs) (laughs) anyway so in the next installment um part four we meet the bassist who was playing on his roof kind of we meet him from the roof Mm -hmm. um and basically he had organized a social distance concert on the same roof where he and his friends were each playing several feet apart wow well Tori also came out on her roof at the same time, so Jeremy got all the band members to yell her name from the roof, which again made Tori laugh. Then in part five, Tori's birthday was approaching, and to celebrate, Jeremy went outside her apartment with a boombox, like 80s rom-com style, yeah. um, and he did a little dance. I don't remember what the song was, um, and he told her to check her phone. And he had sent her a birthday video from her favorite musician, Lights. Have you heard of that? Mm, no. Apparently, that's her favorite musician. Um, but Lights was just saying happy birthday, basically. And she Cute. was like, how did you do that? <laughs> Cameo, baby. Yeah. So um, then after that, Jeremy coordinated with Tori's roommate again and had her bring Tori back up to the roof where a birthday cupcake was waiting for her. But the roommate had forgotten candles. So Jeremy used his handy dandy drone to send the candles over to her. Heck, where are the Jeremys of the world? He's doing so much. He's, He's doing so a lot for sure. Um by part six the two actually got to hang out together and so jeremy picked tori up and brought her flowers that she could actually get to this time and the two then headed to new jersey where jeremy had planned a surprise for tori and when they arrived he revealed that the surprise was a helicopter ride so um he saw the helicopter as an homage to the drone that he had used to send her his number and her birthday candles um and you can see the a picture of them in front of the helicopter i also posted a video with parts one through five of like all compiled from jeremy's youtube channel that you can look at okay um So, Jeremy posted part six on November 1st, 2020, and he hasn't posted an update since. He's posted other videos, but not an update of this series. So, I don't know what's happening (laughs) now, Um, but at the end of part six, he says, at this point, you might be wondering, is this the finale to the Quarantine Cutie story? And my answer to that is no, the best is yet to come, like for part seven. (laughs) Oh, he's just trying to use it for clout. So, I mean, that seems like it could be the case for sure. Yeah. Um, part one of the series has over 37 million views, like I said, and they each, mm-hmm. each of the parts has at least a million, usually more, like part two, for example, has 13 million. Yeah. Um, and he's also posted compilations of the videos on Twitter, like the one on Twitter with movie parts one to three, um, I think has like 9 million views. So they're getting so many views. (laughs) Um, And it's been really popular. 
But some people, for many reasons, have questioned the validity of the story. Um, Some people (laughs) on Twitter asked why Tori wouldn't have just run away with the very expensive drone (laughs) to begin with. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, and Twitter user at Maxwell Tawny joked, this is absolutely fake. No one would ever date a dude who owns a little drone. And I think there's some validity to that. You know, <laughs> what's the point? Only only bad things come from <laughs> From drone guys. Yeah. Um, but Peter Slattery from Medium smoked with Jeremy over the phone and Jeremy maintains that it's 100% real. He said, I can't understand, or sorry, he said, I can't understand why people would think it's fake because it's like almost too good to be true, but it's 100% real. I did not know her. I flew the drone from my roof to her roof, and then we started texting. But Jeremy then told Slattery that he actually had a friend, photographer and YouTuber Josh Katz, who was hanging out on the roof with Tori that day, the first TikTok was filmed. Jeremy said that he didn't have his friend help him set up the situation, though, but his friend Katz did help Tori text Jeremy back because she didn't initially text him when she got the number because her phone had apparently died. So he, like, reminded her or something. Makes you wonder. Mm. But we'll, we'll, we're getting somewhere, though. So Tori and Katz didn't respond to Slattery's request for comments, but Tori has made her own TikToks about the series. Oh. So I'm going to talk about those right now. So she posted her video on March 31st, 2020 on her account, which is at Tori Sigs, and she explained that she was dancing on the roof. I love this. <laughs> She was dancing on the roof because she was just being herself, being silly, and doing the high school musical, We're All in This Together (laughs) dance, which she says was courtesy of a mango white claw. (laughs) Love that. As you do. Um, She explains that she and Jeremy had never met before and that she had no idea the video was going to go viral. So in part two of her own series on the events... Tori says that for their rooftop dinner date, her roommate went out and got everything, the food, the flowers, and apparently people like who watched the video thought that, or who watched Jeremy's video thought that it was like suspicious. They're like, how did Jeremy know her roommate's phone number? But she was like, it's not that serious. Calm down. Like he literally just asked me for it. (laughs) Like... So hmm. she just she just gave her the or gave him her contact information. So she like kind of knew what was going on. She probably knew something was going on. Yeah. yeah. Unless <laughs> he's like, "Hey, what's your roommate's number?" You know. Um, but apparently the tablecloth that Tori used for her, her side of the date was actually an old tapestry and now it has food on it. And the dinner or the table that she ate dinner at was an old end table that she got for free from a co-worker. And um, as of April 1st, 2020, it was still on the roof. (laughs) So it was just up there getting all all messed up from the weather. Interesting. There's so many details. Are you suspicious? I think that... 
I wasn't suspicious at first, mm-hmm. but now that there's so many details, it, it makes me a little bit more suspicious. Like they're overcompensating for something. I, I'll, I'll give my opinions when I'm done. Okay. So she ends part two of her series by quickly saying, yes, it was a real date. Here's my laundry. Bye. In true smitten fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then she posted part three of her own little like explanation on April 20th, 2020 giving her side of the bubble date story. She says that Jeremy for real surprised her when he came in a bubble. She was not expecting that. (laughs) And so her reaction to that was genuine. And she said that their walk around the park was kind of weird because they kept getting stopped. And because people, specifically two kids on scooters, were following them. (laughs) (laughs) And the cops that stopped them had actually been driving and they literally like pulled over to go talk to them which i don't know how they knew it was them from the news because yeah that's you couldn't like you recognized him inside a bubble right it's kind of weird yeah but tori says that on their bubble date they just laughed the whole time because the bubble made it really hard to hear each other so (laughs) they couldn't actually like talk but they did have a really good time um as far as i can tell though neither of them have posted any videos about their story since Jeremy posted part six in November. So, um, Tori's last video of it, as far as I can tell, was in April. Oh. Um, but then Jeremy has posted videos since then. So, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, Jeremy has gotten a lot more attention and followers out of this hmm. than she has. She, he has... I don't remember. He has a ton of followers. She has like 40,000 um on her on her TikTok. And um Jeremy's like starting a podcast and he's doing all those things. It seems like he is much more interested in like making this like yeah. a story, you know? Yeah. But I think like I I was more convinced by her uh, account of things cuz mm-hmm. she was she made it seem, you know, more real that it was actually I think that if it was all for clout, they would have done, like, a finale, hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. like, they would have been, like, sorry, it didn't work out. We're <laughs> sad, like, teary-eyed. You know, like, I feel like that's what it would have happened. Yeah. But since they didn't, like, it probably just was awkward. And it probably was that they didn't, like, vibe as much as they thought, but then they felt pressured. And yeah. then they just kind of had to, like, end it quietly and, like, go on with their lives. That, yeah that makes it seem more real to me otherwise i feel like there would have been like a dramatic finale if it was just fake that's a really good point and um yeah i i didn't like watch all his videos but she wasn't like obviously in a lot of them so i don't know yeah, that's true but um you can find him at jeremy cohen on tiktok um for a potential part seven maybe <laughs> it's just a long time a in the later. making <laughs> yeah <laughs> after the pandemic's over yeah um and you can follow tori at tori sigs on tiktok and twitter who knows where things are at now but um yeah i think it's kind of a funny quarantine relationship especially meeting from the rooftops and having a rooftop date i wonder i bet he wouldn't have done all that uh work and effort if he wasn't doing it on twitter or tiktok yeah sorry for sure um and he he does like the voiceover kind of like storytelling thing and it's like 
very edited, you know, it's kind of like yeah. a compilation of events in each part. So, and like, like for part seven, you know, but hmm. I don't know. Well, whatever. It was interesting nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's a lot for sure. Wow. So fast. <laughs> okay, Kylie, what's the theme for next week? Um, well, when I was doing this research, one thing I found was that a lot of, um, how do I say this? That a lot of older people have found love or like connection in quarantine, especially people in like nursing homes and stuff, finding like companionship with each other. So I don't know how to word this in the right way, but I think it'd be fun to do like older people yeah. falling in love at like so, an older age at an older age got it, got yeah. it. yeah love old at old love. age is that <laughs> i love know. old age yeah. well I, I have old love here but i feel like that's not no. okay love at old age older elderly love elderly love i think is a nice word. i think i think what we should do is people who like fall in love or get married when they're old you know not like old people who have been married forever but people yeah. who find no, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. We'll think about it. Okay. You'll find out next week. Yes. <laughs> well, fun. Um, if you have a, a, if you or someone you know has found love in quarantine. Yeah. Tell let us, us know. Smittenpodcast.com slash listener love. Or anywhere. Right Send somewhere. me a text. I don't care. <laughs> My phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.